Hello listeners, and welcome back to Advancing Education, Alberta's number one student leader podcast, where we talk about student issues, news, conduct interviews, and all other kinds of stuff like that. After a long hiatus, we're starting a new season and a new series, the Leaders Series, where we interview current students of ASEC and the future leaders of our province. I'm your host, Dalton Leary. Let's jump in. Today we're joined by this month's student leader, Magdalena Bukis. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Um, I am doing well. It's very hot outside. I think I got a sunburn on the way over here. <laughs> so, but okay, all things considered, I'm, I'm very happy to be here and, and honored to be sort of chosen for this and to, I guess, get the student of the month project underway in this, in this format. I'm, I'm really grateful to be here and have this platform. So. Well, perfect. Why don't we uh, get started then? What do you say? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, perfect. Uh, so tell me about yourself. Okay, um, so I am 19, um, a Capricorn, if you're into that. <laughs> um, I am a, going into my second year of a politics, history, economics degree. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of an interesting, I guess, story. So my, my family is originally from South Africa, and my, my parents immigrated here because my dad got offered a job at King's as part of their, um, their economics program. And as a result, he helped design the, um, the PHE program. That's what we call it. So it's, it's very full circle for me now to, I guess, to, to be a part of that program. Um, and certainly also contributed to why I wanted to do Students Association in the, in the first place. I feel that kind of the yes that I say to my, my institution and the students there is really an echo of the yes they first said to me. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a very, I guess, sort of personal process for me which which has its risks of yeah. course in students association yeah. <laughs> you know it's sort of it's not always a a grateful process even if it is gratifying um but so that's sort of I guess a little bit about me maybe a fun fact would be um I collect handmade ceramics as, as we discussed yeah <laughs> yeah my local thrift store is a is a great place for those sweet cheap finds <laughs> What, uh, what part of South Africa is your family from? Um, my dad is actually from Namibia, but my, my mom gets her start in Bloemfontein. Mm, cool. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I've never been to South Africa, but I've always wanted to. My, my, uh, my partner, she has a friend that's from uh, the, the capital, which is escaping my name. It's escaping my, uh, my brain right now, but uh, her whole family's still there, and we've always talked about going to visit her family with them. Yeah. It's, really exciting. it's, it's a really great place. To, to go visit. Um, there's lots of beaches. It's warm. There's like a ton of really great fruit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different, I, I'd say, you know, there's sort of, there's things about South Africa where when you have family there, it makes you sad, but as I guess a, as a tourist, it's still a wonderful place to go. Cool. Uh, what role are you in at King's? So I am the vice president external okay. at, at King's, which is, I'd, I'd say sort of, part of my, my degree was taking a course in public justice um, and, and this idea of sort of sphere sovereignty, which is, I, I guess, maybe more, more popular in, in Christian circles, but this, it's this idea of how we organize a society on, on what a, a school or a, or a family or an individual is responsible for, um, and this idea of what public justice is when, when justice is so often informed by an individual's feelings of right and wrong. And so in, in the external role, like engaging public justice and, and other people who are, who are interested in being agents of change, it was, it was a really smooth, <laughs> I guess, transition for me of, of interests. That's awesome. Um, it, sounds like, uh, it sounds like you found a really good fit there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so far, so good. Yeah, I've, I've, I just enjoy it, I, I think. I didn't go to a high school where there was a lot of options for 
sort of activities like this. So I've been I've been saving up all these ideas for for a little while. <laughs> Let's get into a little bit about uh, Kings and, and your your run as vice president external. So yeah, what about student leadership made you want to run for that position? Well, I, I think I'll say that. So my, my mom has been very involved with um, faculty associations for a very long time, and I was lucky enough to tag along <laughs> to a lot of those, those conferences. So I, I think that that left a lasting impression for me about the importance of collegial governance, and also I think obviously a positive bias towards people who, who place themselves in a position to represent their peers. <laughs> um, because I think it's, it's noble and interesting work. So I guess kind of lame maybe following after putting on my mom's <laughs> my mom's shoes <laughs> in in the capacity that I, I could I was I was interested in, in doing work that I had childhood experience with and seeing it is so important and then sort of part of my my degree this idea of, of, of justice and sort of community being so central to Kings I think coalesced into into an interest in, in student government for me um, I think maybe there's there's a tendency to wax poetic about it, <laughs> and I think that that's maybe necessary. I never want students' association or really associations of any type to just seem like an overambitious project for 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 people on the basis of of representation. I think that there's there's so much work that can be done earnestly when we we engage one another. <laughs> so I sort of I, I got into it because I thought it was important, but I also kind of hope that it gives me a new way to be a student and be amongst students. It's definitely a change in perspective once you get yourself in there. Like obviously yeah. you spent you spent <laughs> like a year at King's before doing this and now that you're kinda like in this new role, it's totally like shifts your brain into yes. a different headspace. It super does. I mean I think that's yeah, like you can never go back yeah, yeah. <laughs> to experiencing school and events like Besides thinking, oh my gosh, like I wonder who organized this, like that poor person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was even it was even like that running for the election. I was a bit of a keener, so this is my. I just came off my first year, at the university, which means I'd never experienced a student association election before. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, like I wish that I had had that perspective going in. Like, what is it that that touches people? Like that makes them feel that you've engaged them meaningfully. You, you know, like when we talk about meaningful consultation, yeah. I think the first group that has to feel meaningfully consulted is the students by the association. Very you fair. know, <laughs> let alone the the students association by by administration, by the provincial government, etc. So it was sort of, it was a bit of trial and error. <laughs> I'm grateful that the King's student body was receptive, <laughs> but I I think it's it's one of those things where you, yeah, you you sort of realize, oh man. You can never be an outsider again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. and you you spoke to like community a bit earlier too, and like the the consultation, meaningful consultation, comes a lot back to that community where you need to like put in the effort to, to build that community, and that consultation comes with the, the community. <laughs> yeah, well, I I think that that's I think that that's really true. I think that a lot of sort of business gets done better and faster if we can do it on a handshake, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 I think. Uh, this is maybe more more internal, but I think institutionally having that 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 trust and mutual respect, right? First between students and their association, and then between sort of association and abroad, I think makes progress a lot faster. Like if if we can if we can trust that we have a collective best interest that we're working towards, you know, and that that in achieving that we will assure sort of 
progress or at least compromise for everyone. Like, I think that that's, <laughs> that's always the goal. If, if we're speaking about pie in the sky, I yeah, guess yeah. It's, <laughs> it's world peace and that everyone's happy with the decisions that get made. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's my small goal for this yeah. year. Yeah. Just world peace. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit of world peace. <laughs> so jumping into the role, like what's, what's surprised you so far about it? I think how intersectional it all is. Like, I think we can, we can split it up into sort of, oh, this is my portfolio, this is what you do, but then you realize how, how interconnected so much of the, of the student experience is. And, and sort of, we talked about this at the, at the conference, like yeah. sort of student debt is family debt. Mm-hmm. Like there is this, this, these issues constantly bleed into one another. And in, in some way, it makes the challenges seem very daunting mm-hmm. because it is, it is always this network of, of, of issues and you, you sort of you're pulling up something in one direction and then all of a sudden sort of you hit like another another challenge um, and I think that that also but I think it also means that you are more interconnected with efforts being done everywhere else too like you're you're never just a lone voice in the night really mm-hmm. because there's there's often someone else <laughs> sort of pounding the drum to a similar rhythm than you mm-hmm. right so I think like uh, maybe an example at our institution, and I, I spoke to um, Saitsa about this to Dawson, was academic infractions, international students, and the need for better support. Sort of, so the academic infractions, the likelihood that it is um, sort of, that an international student is involved is, is very high, right? And asking questions about, well, why is that? Mm-hmm. And it, it can be a cultural thing, and sort of some, some countries just have a different culture around whose information is to share, um, but also that the institution can't just treat people like cash cows. There has to be, there has to be some support. They have to be trained up into, into knowing what they didn't know before. So I think like, I was so surprised to realize that there's never a singular issue, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that everything is so, so interrelated. So you, you often work with people in the institution you didn't think you would. You're more involved with members of your association internally or externally more than more than you thought like you you realize maybe your your passion for something but also the size of the issue you're passionate about is is bigger than you thought (laughs) (laughs) did you find that um when you went to leadership a couple weeks ago like it kind of opened up your eyes to how how many of these different institutions are dealing with the exact same thing that yours is yeah yeah it did for sure and I was I was reassured by that but it's also a little funny like you always think you're the one that's going to change the world (laughs) and you realize oh okay and we're all doing that (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) okay you know no original ideas like and I think that that's I think that that's okay I think it also presents a unique challenge in a sense because I think we're often because our terms are so are so short and often the types of people attracted to student leadership are, are sort of ambitious and, and excited by nature. I, I think it means that the emphasis is always on these big, conceptual, beautiful, sort of, this is our mantle piece. And I think where you can actually, ironically, become unique in your efforts is going more specific, you know? So, like, going to brass tacks on something is often a piece student leaders miss out on just because their terms are so short. There's just not an opportunity to get specific in particular. Um, and I think that that's, that's really where the opportunity lies to me, mm-hmm. is making sure that things are actually implemented even in, in a small way <laughs> by ensuring that I, I acknowledge sort of the larger piece, but that the slice that I take is operationable. That makes sense. Um, and probably a really good way to look at it, to be honest. <laughs> like, thinking that you're going to get the whole world accomplished in, in a year is 
insane. So building it brick by brick is, is always a good way to do it. <laughs> I guess speaking of that, what what have you started working on this year? Well, so for for us right now, I, I just came from um, a presentation that I gave our faculty about open educational resources. Um, and when we're when we're speaking about getting specific about it, I think it's a it's it's been a buzzword for a long time. Definitely. Um, but part of what we're hoping to create at Kings is like the common experience. So OERs we're coming to understand are a very it. There's a lot of variation between departments on the quality of the the resources they can find and and also sort of the professors how willing they are and and what the resources that they're looking for even are. So like ensuring that they're despite that variation, that the student association can maybe step in with, with the help of some of our, our internal partners and create a database or a place on Moodle for students. Um, and also, as, as I sort of go out and speak to <laughs> just about everybody, it feels like, <laughs> um, seeing what, what other resources are out there, maybe to, to fill some of those holes um, about sort of resources we can't find open access. I think that's that's been sort of one one goal of mine. Um, I also just met with SAMU, that's the McEwen Student Union, their, their VP external and student life about um, restorative justice-based policy for students on campus sexual violence yeah. and, and um, academic infractions because I think that that's, I think that that's really interesting. Definitely. And I think when, when we're talking about the emphasis on, on community, right, I think students associations are always trying to provide students options but also encouraging us to be accountable do you know that's the thing is mm -hmm. it's, it's like we are encouraged to be students but also to be organized you know opinionated <laughs> comfortable students and so I think that part of that is part of that is keeping one another accountable and and ensuring that we are we are part of the processes that involve students students on on campus and off campus like I think sexual violence is a conversation sort of being had on campuses across Alberta Definitely. so that's kind of been what's been happening for me. <laughs> Both of those pieces, like the sexual violence piece and the OER piece are huge uh, advocacy goals of ASEC. They have mm. been for, since I started like six, how long ago? 600 like years, ago, years ago, just now. about, yeah. <laughs> so we've been working on it for a long time, but we are making a lot of traction. Like um, we're working right now with a bunch of uh, librarians across the province, yeah. OER librarians. We've been uh, mm. doing that for a couple months now. And I think we got a big project that's going to be coming out in September here. We're really excited okay. about that. That's super exciting. And then the uh, sexual violence policy uh, work that the government's been doing that mm -hmm. we have been doing uh, for about two or three years now. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of starting to come f to fruition a little bit. And there's going to be a lot of stuff coming down the pipe here with that as well. So it's exciting that you're excited about it because yeah. we're excited about it. Well, and I think in a lot of ways, like, I, I feel, you know, when, when you talk about some of the timelines on this, you know, you realize how long-term a lot of this stuff is. Like, And sometimes the victories you get really just, you're just right place, right time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be the one to champion things like that. Like, I, I think it is just realizing the work that's been been done and understanding where it is actually that I can I can fit into that, even if it is just being one of the bricks yeah. <laughs> in, in, the, in the wall. Like, as, as we build sort of a structure for, for um, Albertan students, so. Definitely. So, as we work towards those bricks, um, what is something that you think you could put enough bricks into to accomplish it by the end of the year? Oh, yes. I think that's a wonderful question. <laughs> Look at you keeping me accountable. Um, I think, to be honest, I have a lot of hope about the OER thing. Um, and I think that that's, when we're speaking about intersectional projects for students associations, I think that that's, <laughs> that's part of that for sure. Like, I think there's a lot of opportunities with with our partners at ASEC for instance and even municipally um, to find 
shared resources. So my, my chem department, for instance, the, the textbooks they have are just poor quality in the open access form. Like actually seeing what is out there, right? And encouraging, keeping the institution accountable with some of the levers we have with our provincial partners. I, I think we could really do create either a Moodle platform or a database in our library or integrate it into the first year experience at orientation or at our library's presentations. I think there's, I have a lot of, a lot of hope in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of pre-existing momentum. I'm not gonna say that I'm building this from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of, a lot of um, professors at my, at my school that are really sympathetic towards the situation of students um, and sort of the need to educate one another in all wisdom and how sometimes predatory <laughs> publishing costs can get in the way of that. So Definitely. I think there's a lot, I, I feel very, very lucky to be part of a community that sort of uplifts and listens to, to some of the things that I'm saying. So, but I, I think there's, on the OER piece especially, I have, I have great hope. This is your first year as an executive, so obviously it's your first year with ASEC. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the provincial goals that you, you have for this year? Yeah, I mean, I think sort of going off of the, the conference, the leadership conference, um, I think ensuring that a sign for me of the longevity of ASEC sort of advocacy efforts from the, la from the next little while is going to be how much of it shows up in the, um, the election dockets <laughs> for the... Um, for our provincial politicians. Sort of how much of it becomes talking points in the election? Like how, how, how usefully are we articulating our concern and, and our presence in provincial politics that it, that it bears representation for, for the election? Like I think that's going to be, I'll, I'll be interested to see that. Like when we, when we talk sometimes about the, um, the temporary nature of, of students association, I think politics can sometimes have a similar sort of things can get washed away in, a, in an election. And I, I don't want our advocacy to be one of those things. So as we talk about sort of campus sexual violence, what work integrated learning actually means, <laughs> um, sort of Alberta 2030, like how that, how that has rattled some of, our, some of our members, right? This conversation about deconsolidation <laughs> with NAITSA. I think seeing how much of that is actually brought up in the election and what's more held over by the, um, the party that is elected is going to be a really, I think a really deciding time <laughs> for the effectiveness of, of ASEX advocacy work. So I'm, I'm interested, I guess, maybe in the, the shorter term then, <laughs> in, the next, in the next year, um, I, I wanna see some more, some more solid work on protecting students' associations, you know? When we talked about opting, the Student Choice Act, opting yeah. out of having students opt out of paying the fees, I, I think that that's like a really undermining stance to take. I, I think having better work integrated learning opportunities, I, I saw on our website, on your website, Bio Alberta, mm -hmm. you had some of those links. I think yep. that that's really great. And I think having sort of the Alberta government make more of those partnerships available to institutions so that they are able to walk the walk as it's asked by <laughs> Alberta 2030 would be great. And I think we have, we have room to ask them to do that. Mm -hmm. So... I guess, I mean, I think everybody thinks that, but I, I obviously hope you guys say on a larger scale what I think on a small scale. <laughs> so, you know, stuff about campus sexual violence, uh, open educational resources, just, um, just blowing the horn. <laughs> so, I know there's no students here or anything, but what do you think is going to be one of, like, the most important sort of avenues to, to go after f from your point of view at King's? Okay, like, um, 
like what an issue I want to address or like a challenge I think students are going to face, especially or like student outreach. I guess uh, an issue you want you want to address. Okay, I mean, I I think I really appreciate that question. I think that's a that's a fascinating one. Um, I think one thing that we're hearing a lot about is like mental health. Like students are stressed out, and we have a very small <laughs> counseling department. It's it's two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Jane app, which is how we do our scheduling, will often skip you to the next available date, and it can be months later. Mm. And I think that, that that can make receiving help difficult. Definitely. So I've been to a few institutional meetings where they've had conversations about, like, how do we sort of take the pulse of our student body more comprehensively, you know? Like, at a small school, how do you receive the care that you think that you're paying for? Mm-hmm. And I think ensuring that the student association can both play a hard and a soft role in a sense in ensuring that our institution remains accountable to students meeting their needs, creating better capacity for mental health supports, as well as being there for students, being informed enough to connect them to other resources. Mm-hmm. Um, like even personally for the, for the executive, like being sufficiently trained and informed and connected to your students so that they can approach you at, at breaking points is I think going to be a really vital way that the student students association is an intermediary. Yeah. So I, I sort of I see that maybe on the horizon for us in the next little while, and I am I'm encouraging us to get prepared. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, mental health has always been a big advocacy point for us as well. It's mm-hmm. it's gotten more uh, more publication and less stigmatized being open about your mental health. And, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a small step in the right direction, but there's still a lot of steps that need to be made in order to uh, get people those supports and everything. Yeah, and well, and it's a, it takes a culture change. Like, I think, I think universities for a very long time, the learning experience was, like, you entered a classroom and you exited a classroom. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it was simply receiving instruction. But now as we have conversations about student services and co-curricular activities, like, what it actually means to be a young adult in this stage of your life, and, and universities having st- sort of the responsibility to make you prepared for a workforce, but also for a life post-graduation. Like, I, I think that that's been, that's been a shift, you know, and asking, and there, there are administrations that really don't feel that that's their job, that, that they, they interact with s- people in the capacity of students, mm-hmm. not in <laughs> sort of this, this thinking, feeling way. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, I think that that's a real shame. And I, I think that, we sort of continue to have to make space for that as, as ASEC and as individual sort of students associations. But I'm, I'm certainly glad that the, the stigma is less. Mm-hmm. And I think that as universities see it, see it more favorably <laughs> to, to discuss mental health and provide those supports, I think we move, we move, in, a, we move in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of using that as like a, a kickoff point, what do you think we as ASEC as an organization can do to kind of leverage our position to get that on your campus. Yeah, I, I think honestly, like, just putting us on the trail for grants. Yeah. Like, I think it's really, for small associations, it's always like, yes, but money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we want the world for students always. And, and I think that uh, even as an institution, especially as an institution, there, there is a desire to, to support students. Kings especially is a, is a big community focus, a, a big heart for, for our alum and our students. But where we can get the funding and who can point us in the direction of that funding is, I think, really where we would look to, to partners like ASEC. Yeah. Like, we don't always necessarily need your help to pursue those grants, although that's appreciated <laughs> too. But even just placing some of that on the radar, mm-hmm. I think, allows us 
allow allows us a better better ability to to create those those spaces um, for our students. I, I think as well, just keeping our foot on the gas with the government to provide those grants. <laughs> yeah, so so sort of twofold, I guess, in that sense. Yeah, definitely. I think you're you're one hundred percent right. And I think with the election coming up here soon, I, keeping the foot on the gas is, is definitely <laughs> definitely something it's that we paramount. want to keep doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. What is uh, something you didn't expect to be a significant issue? What is? Hmm. Oh, that's a very interesting one too. Um, at, at a sort of at a at a large scale, um, I think maybe I'll say maybe on a on a personal note, it's 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 building some of that capacity for yourself. Like I I think that there's always there's always nuance to this job that you you don't realize when you come in, but a lot of it is also priming yourself <laughs> a lot of the time in student in student leadership you get asked to do things that you're not really sure you can do or you're not sure if you're the best person for the job but you cannot let that hesitation show you know because else you're, you're not honoring your position in those spaces <laughs> you know if not you then who really like you're you're elected to do these things and so it, it's swallowing some of that that, that inferiority, and in some cases, having to go the opposite, really, and insisting on being there, even if you're not even sure. <laughs> like, that's sort of been an unexpected, unexpected issue, is like you, everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> you know, as, as part of the student leadership thing, you are both the VP external and the person in that role. Definitely. And so I think it's been, it's been professionalizing in some senses, and and working towards a goal that is bigger than yourself, but also the work that you can do with that goal in mind is sort of limited by yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I think maybe at, um, at an institutional level, it's always organization and consolidation. You know, like there's, there's a million issues that you think, oh, this is going to be a big thing. Like, I don't remember as a student being able to access this. And then you go to these orientation meetings and someone like deadpan says to you like, yeah, we have like eight different portals for that. We've been doing that for 15 years. <laughs> and you just think, oh no. <laughs> like, and that's the, that's a big issue to me is that like, it's often not that there is a, a problem that someone hasn't thought about or tried to solve. It's that there's this big disconnect consistently yeah. between institutions and students. And I think, and I think they're getting better at asking us, but then the students associations also have to ask students, mm -hmm. like, would this be good for you guys? Yeah. You know, like, cause I think the Moodle would be great, yeah. <laughs> but I'm realizing there's students that don't even read their email. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then it's like, okay, how do we actually, how do we get these supports to you? Because we are thinking about you guys and we are concerned, you know, and I guess in some ways, as a student leader, you want to be the best of what your student body has to offer, but you also want to be what your student body is, which can at times be sort of expressing that disconnect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really fair. And like you said before, communication and building that community is it's, it's paramount for student association success. And where do you even start? Who do you even talk to? <laughs> yeah. Because when you're the person who's supposed to be building it, you can't turn to somebody and try to be like, yeah. hey, how did Wait, you do this? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like the um, the Gru, you know, the Gru meme where he's looking at the whiteboard and it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. get elected to student association, <laughs> change everything. But wait, I have to change things? Yeah. And then it's like, who do I... Yeah, like it, suddenly you are the person that has to do that, right? Yeah. But you also, 
but you're also new. Yeah. But you cannot let the newness be what defines you to other people or you'll never have the chance to change anything. Definitely. So it's, yeah, it's sort of this, this interesting, this interesting cycle. Like I think it really encourages personal growth, even if what you're doing is so impersonal, like it's a revolving door of a position, right? You're, you're only in it for a year and a lot of, a lot of times people aren't really <laughs> pursuing you for you. They're, they're sort of after your opinion because of who you represent. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's sort of this interesting back and forth. Well, Magdalena, it was a pleasure having you today. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us on the show. Congratulations on being uh, the June uh, student of the month. Yeah, I mean, thank you very much for, for having me on the show and, and taking so much initiative to uplift student voices in just like yet another way. Like I think, I think the way that you guys like build ASEC out to be, uh, as you called it earlier, like a rock star organization is like really apparent in efforts like this. Like I look forward to hearing what the rest of my peers, the other students of the month <laughs> are going to have to say and um, yeah, the things that we'll accomplish together. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Thanks again to our guest. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this interview and want to learn more about ASEC, check us out at albertastudents.ca or follow us on social media at albertastudents on all major platforms. Until next time, this is Advancing Education.